Ticket City presents Why You Go to the Game at UT. The Texas Tech kicker did a fake field goal. I mean, you could see in his face that he was going to make the first down. And Tony Brankins, outside linebacker, came across and completely destroyed him. I, I thought he was dead. Everyone thought he was dead. That hit will always be, you know, something I'll never forget for sure. Put yourself in the action with tickets from Ticket City. Visit hook'em.com and click tickets. Longhorns Unfiltered here at Jones AT&T Stadium where tonight, boys, Texas is a big winner. 41-34, an exciting play, Kirk, a historic finish tonight. Yes, they gave up 595 total yards. That is terrible. The defense melted down for the third straight week. But none of that will matter. In the history books, L.J. Humphrey, little Jordan Humphrey, had the pl- one of the plays of the year. No question about it. I mean, it was it was thrilling. It was a classic. Hey, if it's not crazy, it's not Texas. It's not Texas. Texas. It's not you Texas. Know? And every game's got to be close, even if they're ahead by 17 in the fourth quarter and blow a lead again. It comes down to the end, and it just shows you Texas is a team that can beat anybody or almost anybody, and it can be a team that almost loses to anybody. It's just razor thin in the margin of victory and defeats for this team. Absolutely. Let's talk to our resident Steven Spielberg here, uh, Danny Davis, getting a terrific, absolutely terrific shot of the final play. You can look that up on his Twitter, at uh, AAS Danny is right. So, Danny, what did you see and how did you see it all unfold from your vantage point? I mean, you, you know, LJ came down, got a high point of ball. Sam threw it pretty much where, uh, where he... Only he could get it. Sam did a good job in his press conference, kind of breaking it down with us and saying that you know he noticed the uh, cornerback was looking more at him than he was at LJ when he um, you know turned. And so you know, LJ just got in. It's kind of funny at the end. Uh, the defensive back was still holding on to him, and LJ just kind of kicks him off and just fl- <laughs> flips the ball to the flips the ball to Rap. See, you, buddy. <laughs> his, uh, his teammates seemed a lot more excited than he was at that play. But I mean, it was just an incredible play, and I you know. We, we talk. We we know a lot of fans who travel to every single one of these games, right. and you know they they don't miss a Longhorn game. And you know even though last week was a bummer for these fans, I mean you had the West Virginia, you know two point two pointer to win it. You know this the LJ's catch here in uh, Lubbock and Cameron Dicker's kick at the at the Cotton Bowl. I mean those mm-hmm. are three fantastic endings to games this year, and you know people have got their money's worth. How, no, no matter how much they're spending on these tickets, mm-hmm. they've gotten their money's worth. There's no doubt. It would not be Texas if it was easy. You know Texas has to play these super tight games. Games. Uh, little Jordan Humphrey, eight catches for a career high, 159 yards and two TDs. Sam Ellinger today, 312 yards and four touchdowns. But Kirk, as as great as the finish was, I think a lot of fans back home are going to be really upset about the defense. But you know, I really don't think they should. Why? But there's Why? a concern because this is this is a bottom line league. Yes, okay? it's a bottom line business. Okay, and. You look at the Oklahoma Oklahoma State game today. One point difference. Same as Texas West Virginia. And yeah, Oklahoma's defense is pretty hard at times, and Texas can be at times as well. But it's so funny because we're sitting here typing late in the fourth quarter or early in the fourth quarter, like they'd given up ten points. Mm-hmm. They had three red zone ter- takeaways, and the defense was really rising up and playing well. And then boom, it can just change in a second. And unfortunately, that's the nature of playing in the in the Big Twelve. And here's Oklahoma. You know, they're like Texas. They're still in the mix for the Big 12 championship. And maybe with Oklahoma, just one loss, maybe the CFP. 
Mm-hmm. So it's almost the nature of football today, especially the Big 12. Danny, should they be upset about the defense? Yeah, you know, you're going to look at Jet Duffy's st- stats and in a vacuum – they look terrible. You know, or mm-hmm. It looks terrible for the Texas defense. But this is a Texas defense that had four defensive backs at the end of the game that were unable to play, and P.J. Locke is out there running around on an injured, injured on a bad <laughs> right. toe, and some guys who haven't played pretty much this entire season, you know, getting reps, or, you know, this fr- the freshman Anthony Cook and, you know, B.J. Foster having to grow up really quickly out there. So, I mean, they're banged up. They don't like to use that as an excuse, but it's true. And, you know, Tech is – Tech, tech can score. We we know this, mm-hmm. and so in the end, they caused three key, key turnovers in the red zone. Um, you know, Devontae Davis having two, and Chris Boyd ripping that ball out of Jet Duffy on a on a on a scramble. So they did what they needed to do, and you know, if you're going to be upset about winning the game, I don't really know what to tell you. Well, it, well, it, well and real quick, that yeah. that to me is is the one thing about this. They. That if Devontae Davis doesn't make that interception on the second drive, it's probably 14 nothing, and then you're thinking, oh, my God, what Here happens go now? Again. Here we go again. Exactly. Yeah. And so, so, yes, that did not happen late. It happened early, but still I thought it was just as important. And, you know, and Kirk, just Danny touched on this. We know that Herman hates to, hates to have injuries as an excuse. But, I mean, the MASH unit he listed off – Oh. I mean, and, and we've talked about this before. This is not a deep team at all. If you get past the starters, yeah. this thing go, could go haywire real fast. Well, and like Danny just pointed out, you got freshmen back there in the secondary. You know, you're playing against Antoine Wesley, who I think is an All American receiver. He's got like 1,300 yards this year. He's got four games of 155 yards or more. And he's playing against Chris Boyd, who we think will play in the NFL someday. Yes, I do. So there are a lot of freshmen just, you know, cutting their teeth, you know, in these high-voltage games. Should fans be concerned about that? Yeah, they should. It's, it's not an Alabama defense, and, and it's just different in the Big 12. They didn't play that well, but they played good enough, and they got turnovers. One thing they hadn't done in those two losses, they had zero turnovers, Oklahoma State and West Virginia, and they got, what, three today, and they had the big fourth down stop on fourth and inches. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I forgot about that one, right, because right. uh, the, the way the whole thing shook out. Uh, but, Danny, I wanted to ask you about uh, Gerard Hurd, a guy that uh, we have not talked about and seen much of this year. But tonight he was very critical. Colin Johnson, uh, hurt, who hurt his knee in practice, he did not play tonight. That is a main reason why little Jordan Humphrey got more targets. But the fact that he slid over, Gerard got on the field, and he was pretty important tonight. Yeah, Gerard's a guy. I mean, we we're not supposed to play favorites, but he is he is a media darling. He's, he's the juice. He should like be him. he should be a fan favorite. He's a guy who's gone about his business. Is not a complainer. He's uh, you know always a team first guy, and he got his chance to shine. He came into this game actually with fewer receptions this year than the quarterback of this team, which seems kind of hard to believe as a receiver. He had three, Sam at four, and uh, but you know six receptions today, ten targets, both uh, second on the team behind Little Jordan. Obviously had his big game, and you know he had some big catches. First half he got Cameron Digger closer for his fifty-two yard field goal with a nice third down catch, mm-hmm. um, extended a drive that ended up with another Digger field goal on the. In 
in the um, third quarter and on that last drive, he had a lengthy, lengthy catch that you know was kind of forgotten once. A little, little Jordan kind of waltzed into the end zone. But you know, overall throughout the game, I mean, he played, he played well. Um, Tom talked about in addition to playing the slot, they had him play some X this year, or X this week, and he had to learn that position kind of on the fly. So you know, good, good for him, and it's nice yeah. to kind of see him have a have a nice moment here. Yeah, yeah. Tom Herman said Gerard had to learn like three different positions in the span of like forty eight hours. I'd call that multitasking. Yeah, I would think so too. And he's a mature guy that can handle that. And when Danny and I were talking to him outside the locker room tonight, uh, he said, "Yeah." Danny asked him, "What special teams are you on?" I'm punt return and kickoff return. And I said, "You still do that tonight?" And he said, "Oh yeah." So he's doing all that and still being on two special teams. So he's a special guy, and Longhorn should should really love this guy. Yeah, the juice the juice uh, was flowing tonight, and Danny's going to go ahead and, and claim Gerard Hurd for senior night. There's no doubt about that. It, you know, when Gerard leaves, I agree. I agree with you guys. Gerard is one of my personal favorites on this team. He's in, impossible not to like, right? right? So it was really good uh, to see him over there. While you guys were talking to Gerard, I was over there talking with uh, Charles Amenahu. Did you feel him? I did feel him, he, and he felt me too, actually. You know, <laughs> so the thing about the thing about uh, what he was talking about was how you know Todd Orlando said this week, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Todd Orlando said, "Keep swinging, keep swinging, keep swinging." And I think that's going to be the theme these last two games. You know, Texas just needs to keep swinging. They can't control what OU does. They can't control whether OU is going to lose to West Virginia or not. All they can control, as far as the Big 12 is concerned, they've got to take care of their business against Iowa State and do it against Kansas. And one advantage they have is that Oklahoma West Virginia play in two weeks, so one of them will get a second loss. Yes. And the other thing they have the head-to-head with Oklahoma, and West Virginia has to go to Stillwater still to play Oklahoma State, I believe. So, you know, there's still some ways that you know the, both those teams could stumble. Do, like, like, do, do you guys? I mean, it didn't happen, but had Oklahoma State got that two-point conversion a day, Texas would be sitting tonight in a spot in Arlington. Right, and they would be rooting for West Virginia yes. or Oklahoma to beat West Virginia. So Absolutely, Texas could be tied with Oklahoma. So the Horns are still in this. That, that, that's yes. my point. And, no question. And, uh, and, and Danny, let me ask you as we're getting close to wrapping this up. But Danny, what do you want to see out of the Iowa State game, which will be the last home game for the season next week at DKR? I mean, the big storyline this week is going to be David Montgomery and, you know, whether all the shenanigans that went down in the Baylor game, that crazy game, somehow I think that game may have been more crazy than this one. <laughs> um, possible. Whether or not he has to miss playing time because obviously he's a huge key in their, in their offense. And it's going to be interesting just to see if this team, they're on a high again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are going to be start talking about them, pat them on the back. And, yep. so, you know, good things are going to be said on social media. So um, let's see if they can kind of tune that out and you know, go out and play well against Iowa State. Because if they don't, it's going to be another disappointing because this Iowa State team, they can play. The only thing I'd like to say is, can we see Texas and Texas Tech play twice a year? Because <laughs> it's always fun. It's always fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we are going to wrap it up here. It is It is late. Uh, we hope you... 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> it's one thirty in the morning here as we record uh, Longhorns Unfiltered. But Texas was a happy bunch, and uh, we will be headed back to Austin tomorrow. So for right now, that's it. I'm Brian Davis, Kirk Bowles, and Danny Davis. We'll talk to you next time.